Hey, welcome to the All 49ers show. That's Jose Sanchez. I'm Grant Cohn. There's a lot of other writers in the All 49ers crew now, but we are the OGs. <laughs> Actually, Jose, Jose is the OG of the OGs. I'm the mini OG, triple OG, single Grant OG. Grant it in. Yeah, that's pretty much, pretty much what happened. And pain and everything. I'm like the Brock Purdy of the All 49ers. This came waltzing in week 13. <laughs> Damn. Messed up, my, messed up my elbow. Everyone said I was going to win it. Anyway. Title of the show is Are the Niners Bracing for Bad News About Brock Purdy? You know, when when John Lynch talks, he says everything with a smile and he's so upbeat and everything's like, yeah, everything's going great. And then you read the person. He's great. But then you read the transcript and you're like, whoa, he actually said some stuff in here that wasn't as upbeat as it sounded. So I want to just remind people um, when asked about this. Well, first of all, after the season, there was a report from Ian Rappaport like, hey, MRI says he's all great. Six month recovery. He's going to be back in time for the season. Then he went and actually saw the surgeon and something got slowed down and the surgeon was like, hold on a minute. And John Lynch spoke about it yesterday. And he basically said, the surgeon said, look, timelines are, you know, for the birds. It, it's all individual with these people. You have no idea. But what, the thing that stood out to me, I don't know if you heard this part, was John was like, look, it's not a tip. It's, it's a baseball surgeon, but it's not a baseball injury. Because when ba- pitchers tear their UCL, they just th- they're just throwing with no resistance. I mean, they don't hit anything on the way. In the follow through, this guy hit Hassan Reddick's arm and Hassan was trying to wrench it back. This is much more violent. And I feel like the Niners are kind of coming to this realization like, hey, man, this could be worse than we thought. And we really have no idea. Did you get that vibe? What, what vibe did you get from John yesterday? Uh, that they have no clue and they're just like praying for the best, hoping for the best, <laughs> praying for the yeah. best, hoping for the worst. I mean, not hoping for expecting Honestly. the worst, that thing, right? <laughs> I mean, it, Honestly, this is kind of a disaster now. It's like I, I I felt more like okay now, now now is a good reason why like we were like the last several weeks of like you know what we just don't know what's up with his injuries and it's like you know what Niners kind of don't mm. know either. They wanted to feel so confident, so chesty in their exit press conference, mm-hmm. especially Kyle Shanahan, the especially Kyle, about, about like kind of like wow insinuating quarterback one, which you know John kind of did that again yesterday, but we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get to that later. Um. Yeah, it's about- but, but with Kyle, well, let's stick with Kyle real quick. Wasn't he talking like so confident? Like, oh, uh, it's yeah. a six month. He's gonna be ready in six months. I'm not talking we, about after like, that. We talked about yeah. it, and you're like, like, what like, was your whoa. takeaway? I was like, God. And then I remember I went on, and I was like, yeah, the way he's talking is like, oh yeah, like we, we, he's our franchise quarterback. It's pretty, and I think he's fine. It'd be fine. It, it, ask the court, ask the doctor, ask the whoever it is to ask for advice, saying like, yeah, as soon as he's good to go, so after the six months, he's good to go to start throwing like immediately, like immediately. There's no warm up. Yeah, and he was saying it like he was a doctor, like so much confidence. And now the real doctor, Dr. Meister, was like, first of all, even if this went perfectly, like you never know with the timeline. And second of all, this is much more, made it seem like this is much more violent than the typical UCL that he would operate on. Because again, he's a baseball surgeon. This is the the surgeon for the Texas Rangers. And if, I mean, you, you guys follow baseball. These guys blow out their elbows all the time just throwing. Because the the act of like decelerating your arm after throwing a ninety five mile an hour fastball is violent enough, and if you do it enough, you can blow out your elbow. Freaking Brock Purdy hit a man's arm who's trying to hit it the other way. So yeah, this could be. I mean, that probably explains why there's more inflammation than there typically would be for a pitcher who blew out his elbow. Well, and I never like heard of a pitcher waiting a month to, to to get a procedure. Sorry. Yeah, he's not he's not getting Tommy John either. That's also the other thing. Um, and I don't think he necessarily blood his elbow because they're trying to what? Well, we don't know yet. Play. We don't know yet. Yeah, it's true because well, he's got to cut yet. him open and see what the hell's there. Um, because right, the initial the initial thought is, hey, we're just gonna cut him open and throw like a brace in there. And I'm just like, yeah, what the hell, this guy's gonna six months. It, he'll be back. It's like when they put the plate or like the rod in someone's foot or whatever something, and like somehow they can play. But it's yeah, pretty much that's how I avenged it. Whatever it is, like whatever type of like alloy it is to make it like moldable to so I can move with his elbow. Um, yeah. That's when, that's what it's going to be when they figure that part out. Once it's like, all right, it's like, let's see, you say it's, it's like when you go to the mechanic, you tell him like, Hey, I'm hearing this and I'm leaking this. Okay. Let's open the hood. And it's like, Hey mm-hmm. bro, this is worse than what you said and what you think it is. This is not just leaking coolant. This is not just leaking oil, man. We got all this thing. Your, your, your radiators cracked. You got all this and that it's smoking. I mean, I can smell it from down the block. Like, come on. So this is where it's really getting like it's really just like what's gonna happen? Look, we're in March now, early March they said, right? So it, it's it's gonna be anytime, what probably next week, right? He said he said next week is when he's probably gonna. They hope, him. they hope. Yeah. That's not the guarantee he's gonna get that surgery either. So right now, considering that they have this guy as their, 
thinking about almost like a franchise quarterback, the way they're speaking, it's this is this is a disaster. This goes back to now, like of us blaming Kyle. It's like Kyle, like when you were asked about that, instead of you being snarky, you couldn't just been like, Yeah, that was my bad. Or maybe not my bad. You couldn't have said something. You couldn't have said like I don't. I'm trying to think. Like I could, I could have, I should have called something different, or I just whiffed on that one. It just happened because to me, it's like, look, that's not this is, the two quarterbacks you're carrying into is the ones who you've gotten injured. Let me. Just, I just want to. I just want to read Lynch's uh, quote real quick before we move on about this. So, like, first question up. Can you give us an update on Brock Purdy? He's prepared. This is what he says. He says. Uh, I just really want to thank Dr. Meister. He called me when he made that decision. That's a tough decision to make, but I really appreciate the courage and the conviction to make the decision. Again, to delay it. Because you got to understand how much pressure is coming from the 49ers. Tip, in particular, Kyle Shanahan, who said it's going to be all good and that Brock would be back for week one. So here goes John Lynch. It's all about the best outcome. Is it ideal? No, for a variety of reasons. Time being number one, you want every waking minute that you have but ultimately he's 22 years old we want the best outcome and that's where dr meister made a really tough decision and we're very appreciative it's really sounding like the niners are resetting their expectations here and being like you know if he comes back week one great but that's not the most important thing and if he misses the whole season so be it this guy's a special talent he might be our franchise quarterback so i really i'm curious to see what happens in this follow-up meeting because it, it, a few things could happen they could have the surgery best outcome they don't sign a quarterback they have the surgery they say, you know what, he can't play this year. He needs to take some time. They need to go sign a quarterback. Or they don't have the surgery. They meet up this week and they're like, nah, it's still too uh, it's still too inflamed. We'll meet up in the future. And now you got to go into free agency not even knowing what the when the surgery is going to be. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not no math major, but something tells me that You're even not? if he were to have it today, that would kind of put him almost a little bit of a toss-up for week one. Because what, week one is pretty much September 7th, September 14th, one of those two? Uh, that would yeah. be for the 49ers. So this is not this is not good. But he's having it next week. So what, like March 5th, March 7th, March 9th, March 10th? And he, it's pretend we don't right? know that he's having it next week. They they hope. They're probably going to like this right like, now. Hey, what do you what does it look like? What what does it look like to you? So yeah, I think I think I think after him talking, it made me feel even justified or more valid and more like concerned and like, wow, he probably isn't really gonna be ready week one. Or two or three. Because I wasn't just saying week one. I was saying like, hey, you know, if he's not ready week one, he's probably not going to be ready week three or week four. Or that's probably right about when he comes back. And now I feel more confident that's where that's where we're headed with Brock. I think the worst thing the Niners could do with Brock is rush him back from this injury. If they rush him back or he rushes himself back stop. for any reason, it could ruin his career. Ruin it. And he has a chance to be the Niners franchise quarterback. I'm not sure that he is, but he had a very promising start to his career. Why why end it after eight games? There, There is a, <clears throat> he's 22 to John Lynch's point. He did some special stuff in some tough situations. Man, do not rush him back because look at Carson Wentz, not to compare him to Carson Wentz, but Carson Wentz had a great start to his career too, got injured, came back too soon for whatever reason. Maybe he was jealous of Nick Foles winning the Super Bowl. Got hurt again, never was the same. Now he's a freaking journeyman. Don't let that happen to this kid. He's 22, be careful. And you have other quarterbacks that you're very invested in. Like, Trey Lance, remember that guy? That guy? Trey Lance? Did you hear when John Lynch said he uh, he used the past tense? He was like, that's why we that's why we believed in Trey Lance. Believed. It's like, wow. All that was just like, wow. wow. I, I wasn't just tripping after all when I thought they, they, they're trying to hand rock the keys. I got a, I got a theory. Well, you know, let's talk about, let's talk about Trey Lance. Trey Lance is on this team still, and it's really strange because it doesn't seem like anyone ever – it doesn't seem like anyone would actually take credit for the trading effort at this point. Like everyone at the organization would be like, yeah, I don't know who did that, but he's here and we really like the person he is. Um, man, do you think he should request a trade? Do you think it's clear that he has no future here and he should say, you know what, in all due respect, I'd like to leave? I think, I think it's clear he has no future here and I think he's justified to request a trade. With that said... What does that signal to other teams that he's signaling a trade? It's like, look, man, you're coming off a pretty significant injury. We don't know about you. You still haven't played. Um, and now you have a chance to actually showcase yourself, whether you're the guy or not, or whether you're just a placeholder for the, for, the, for Brock Purdy for a while. Why, why are you asking trade from now? And again, like you can say, like, I get it. It looks like it's bleak that you're the guy for the future now. Maybe the Niners like messed up and like, you know, whatever the case may be, I think – I can understand the trade from his perspective. Wouldn't wouldn't give him any gripe for it. But think about it for like other teams. It, it, it's like you're doing this now, now, man. It'd be different if like you had a good season or like it, it would be different if he if he actually started 
the games he played and the Jimmy games was playing decent, whatever, then broke his foot, and then Brock tur- took over. If Brock did that and the Niners still said, okay, we're going with Brock now, that would be shady. And then I would be like, okay, Trey Lance is a whole case to make. It's like, wow, you guys did this. You, you literally just spat on me just like that, really, after I played like those 10 games or whatever, the, whatever week that Jimmy got hurt in. So I think with, with Trey, that would be like the message you're kind of sending to other teams. I mean, there will probably still be a couple interested. Like, hmm. But also the way, like, you know, it's like, man, you're kind of calling it quits or not even trying to try or, like, give something, knowing that your value is pretty much at a peak low right now. That, that's just the way I would see how other teams would interpret his trade request. Yeah, I don't think the I don't think the media would be kind to Trey Lance if he requested. Oh a hell trade. no, not them. No, they already you know call him a bust and make fun of him, and then if he requested a trade, it's like who who are you? You know, he's kind of in the Jordan Love. I don't think he can do it, which is too bad because he's kind of being held hostage right now. And I keep going back to why is he on this team? How did he get here? Remember, the Niners said they traded up for a spot. They never said that they knew who they wanted when they traded up to number three. Um, they said they wanted to evaluate. And then it came down, Kyle Shannon said it came down to Mac Jones and Trey Lance. And a lot of people were reporting at the time that it was going to be Mac Jones. And if you remember, (laughs) Niner fans were really upset about that. I mean, really upset. And it was like, it was, was, so this was 2020. I mean, this was like, I mean, George Floyd was just going on. I'm trying to remember that. Was this not, this was 2021? Anyway, the racial stuff was big. And if you remember, like, it was not just don't take Mac Jones. It's like, man, Kyle, you're a racist if you take Mac Jones. <laughs> there was a lot of that. And I think ultimately the organization gave the fans what they wanted. You know, the fans wanted Trey Lance. And I think Kyle, maybe, maybe Jed was like, dude, Kyle, if you take Mac Jones, you know what the response is going to be from your own fan base. Is there anyone else you like almost as much as Mac? And he's like, yeah, I mean, you know, I like Trey too. And they're like, well, can we work with Trey? And he's like, yeah, of course. I mean, I don't want to be looked at as, as a racist. I like, I'm not a racist. I like Trey too. But I, I, I feel like there was a lot of like, let's just give the fans what they want here, which may explain why the Niners never really had a ton of conviction in that pick. Not that Mac Jones was the right pick. God. Hell no. They Hell no. Pits. I'm just uh, saying. I'm just yeah. saying. I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch on that. I think this is a case of the scenario where, and it ties into Kyle not being at the scouting combine. I think this ties into a situation where they picked the they picked the person over the player. Because honestly, to me, when they this was that. all going on, I was like, Trey, Trey Lance is not an option for the 49ers. Like literally, like the early predictions for me, like in January, because you know the Niners have been out of it out of the playoffs, and it's like it's clear that they needed a quarterback. So there was plenty of options. And to me, I never thought Trey Lance would be, be the person considering how inexperienced he is. So I think this is where it takes over about like they met him, I think multiple occasions, correct? And then it, it just, you, you fall in love with the player. That's what, that's what, that's what, that's what, I mean, the person. And that's what John Lynch alluded to, right? Uh, yesterday at his press conference, it's like, oh, the guy he is, like everything. And, and I think he says he loves him more as a person even now, the way he's handling the situation, which, you know, after Super Bowl week, right? The way he's like, I welcome the competition. I know it's not my right. That's the person they they wanted. The person who's just like who's just humble, who's just hungry, who's just like I know what it is. Just go get it. Just go get it and work. They <laughs> that's a coach's player right there. That's that's a brilliant type of uh, pro table one. So to me, it's like with Kyle Shanahan not being at scouting combine, he's not going to be there like generating like relationships with these players. He's not going to get to know them for that like thirty minutes, fifteen minutes, whatever how long. And he can be like, I want this guy in the third round. You know, you know undermining his scouts when they've been doing the work all week, you know, all year and such like that. So I think that's probably how you got like players like, you know, like I ran cards and talked about, Oh, this is how we got Elijah Mitchell. It was like scouting and analytics. It doesn't sound like that was so much a, a Kyle move that he dug into. So I think this is more so a thing of, we fell in love with the person so much that we overlooked other things. Yeah. But I mean, they, they say they fell in love with the person they like. He's a good, I mean, he's very mature, but you don't draft a person that high just because of who they are i mean they really thought not just because no but no. that's what they also wanted to hold on to kirk cousins right kyle shanahan at least it's like it's like it's no like, dude, kirk's not that great of a quarterback but you love this guy that much right but i mean the thing is they've never really acted like they love trey when they made the move up and took him they're like wow like i think a lot of people are like well i'm optimistic because kyle must really have conviction in this i mean to give all this up like kyle must feel like on his team under his direction this guy's going to be Patrick Mahomes but ever since they've taken him they've never expressed that confidence ever again they waffled they brought back Jimmy Garoppolo they sat him for a year they kept Jimmy Garoppolo again and it almost feels like man how did because when they drafted Kaepernick in round two the way that Harbaugh 
embraced him and puffed his chest. I was like, this is the this is the best athlete in the league. Always talked about it. This is the this is a you know a plutonium grade great athlete. The Niners never talked about that way about Trey. It's always like, man, why are you here? And now that Brock Purdy's here, it's like, man, you're the ultimate afterthought. Thank you so much. We don't need you anymore. We got our guy. No one's going to be mad at us if we move on. Good luck, Trey. Is how it feels. It was just so unfair. <laughs> he didn't want to come here. He could have gone anywhere else. And it's funny, if the Niners hadn't taken him with the third pick, where would he have gotten drafted? He might have fallen to 12. No one knows. I think it's reported kind of that Atlanta would have taken him. Which that would have worked Arthur Smith, I think, better. He would have thrived in Atlanta, I think. Yeah. Dome, a guy who actually knows how to like utilize his quarterback with real running option plays. He would have been allowed to play. It would have been, dude. He would have been allowed to play. That would have been sweet. Atlanta would have been good. Weak division. Also, not to get too political, but that's a that's a a market that would have embraced him from the beginning. Kind of like Philly with Jalen Hurts. They would have they would have been singing the praises of as the second coming of Michael Vick, even though he's like eighty thousand times slower than Michael Vick. Trey Lance's he's not that great of a runner. You know what I'm concerned about? What's his speed going to be like when he comes back from this? We're always we're talking about Brock. We're talking about Brock. What's his arm strength going to be? What's Trey Lance's speed going to be like? This what's his head going to be like when running the ball? Like are the Niners still going to do that? I mean. I mean, I don't know if you read or heard or a little bit, but we're in Abu Breer, I think we used this past Monday or last Monday about like the Niners. Like, yeah, the Niners kind of like realized like, huh, his running ability isn't as great as we thought it would be. And it's like, yeah, no doubt. We kind of saw that in the Arizona game and it got confirmed again, like plenty of games after the couple games after that. Like he's just, he's just not someone you want to run more than a few times a game like that. It's more something like it's, you got to shoot him like almost like a Magnum pistol. Like, like you, you only have like six opportunities max to really fire those off, those true runs with him off, because that's the that's pretty much what you're going to hope is going to be somewhat chunk gains. I mean, I, I'm I'm in favor of running a quarterback who, if he can run and he's effective, but I feel like it's all about he's the not. element of the it's all about the element of surprise though. When the that's Niners true. ran Trey, it was like early and often. It's like whoa, it's like that's a not how you do it. Like he's a decoy at first, and then when defense when defenses finally let their guard down, like oh he's not running today. Boom, then you hit him for a first down on third and five or a touchdown in the red zone. Not, hey, let's establish the run with our quarterback today. No, that is not how Philly does it. That's not how they do it. And that's how, again, Kyle has had some success with RG3, but he got him hurt in like a season. You got to do a little bit better of mixing it up, using the element of surprise, misdirection, all that, man. That's the way I look at it. I feel like Kyle, with these running quarterbacks, he's like, all right, if I got to do it, it's how it's got to be. And he's like, oh, he got hurt? Well, that's football. It's like, nah, man, not really. You could do better. That's why I think it's the funniest. It's like, it's like, oh, we're gonna run him because he can't pass right now. And it's like, well, he he's not a great runner either. So what do we, are we pretty much sticking the less of the two evils? One of them, one of them could, in theory, derail your game in terms of him throwing the pick, right? But isn't that why you have a great defense and all these other pieces to really like kind of like circumvent or at least you know slow down the type of point where you get those losses in a game versus you run him? It's pretty much run him, risk injury. Throw him, have him throw pass heavy, risk time throwing turnovers. If that's really again, his But again, like uh, when you watch Philly, what they do is they establish all their running backs first. And then they yeah. use Jalen Hurts on like a third and four. When everyone's expecting a pass, they'll have like a quarterback counter. I mean, they're not like just plunging in between the tackles on second and 10 or second and eight and saying like, hey, get us into third and manageable. Like that is not how they use Jalen Hurts. And that's what the Niners did with with uh, Trey Lance in multiple starts, which makes me feel like, dude, do you even want to coach this guy? Or are you sort of like, you know, inviting the inevitable here? I don't know. Official BNA Music 88 says, if Brock isn't ready by training camp, he's QB2. Lynch is creating a circus over the backup by throwing Lance under the bus for Kyle's negligence. Yeah, how do you just throw in uh, Brock Purdy in the starting lineup off no no offseason? Like, who is, is, are we just treating him like he's Drew Brees now? I was going to say, like, they kind of, I would argue they're also throwing kind of Brock under the bus away because they're kind of the way they're kind of seeming like they're trying to rush him. Yeah. Um, like, we'll be fine this year. We have Brock. Putting all this pressure on him. Yeah. You're putting, so they like, can ruin hey, uh, no pressure, but our entire season depends on you. So just, you know, if you could come back by week three, that's fine. I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens when I get the surgery, dog. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. I don't know. Dr. Meister doesn't know. Have some plans. Plan B's and C's. Kevin says Purdy needs to do Purdy. Trey Lance is the future, but handing the keys to the youngest quarterback is premature. Trey Lance better away from the toxicity that is Shanahan, in my opinion. Kyle, dude, Kyle needs Straight to prove that, that that's that that's not true because he definitely has an adversarial relationship with every quarterback he's ever coached except for Kirk Cousins, which is like hilarious to me or sad. Tragic comic. 
Chance Pot says, well, Niners will look stupid if Trey leaves and develops into a star, and I fear that may happen. Oh, so stupid, which is why I don't think they're going to trade him even if someone offers him a third-round pick. Also, kudos to, to your uh, dad, Papa Cone. Papa is a stand-up guy who replied to my email and now have his recent book just delivered, Love from Scotland. My dad is the ultimate stand-up guy. Uh, thank you. Chris Alerica says, Trey's doesn't need to ask for a trade. From here on out, he's auditioning for his next team. Yeah, you know, if he plays well and Brock comes back, he could just get the trade, you know? I was thinking on the same <clears throat> trade topic about, like, you know, the way, like, quarterbacks drive the top five, top ten, right? And it's like, you think of all the ones in the last 10, 15 years, like, a lot of them get viewed as busts. I'm wondering, like, is Trey Lance going to be viewed as a bust? And, or I think it's kind of – it's going to depend. Like, and I start diving more, like, because, you know, we call Jamarcus Russell a bust, Ryan Leaf, all mm -hmm. these guys, you know, Josh Rosen. Like, is Trey Lance going to be the bust? I think in this situation, it's so unique. You're going to have to say, like, dude, I think the Niners, like, kind of, you know, just kind of, like, ruined him. Like, Botched. They, Botched. They whiffed. Botched. They swung and missed hard and fell flat on their face, especially if he goes somewhere and actually plays well. He doesn't have to play great, but if he plays well, if he's teetering around, like, top 10, top 15 – quarterback which is something the Niners would have loved then I think it's like probably I mean you kind of like really you not only over evaluated him over drafted him and or you failed him miserably developing and bringing him up and it did start at first right when they had Rich Gangarello he's the one that's leaking and everything stuff like that which also happens to be the allegedly same. allegedly we don't know we don't know allegedly we don't know I think he did and and and, and he's just like and the things don't I get sued by Rich Gangarello he ruined Will, Will Levis, where Levi's, whatever his name is, this year, too. That Everyone says, <laughs> I've seen, like, hey, if you want to watch Will, Le Will Levis's tape, don't watch this past year. Why Rich Gangarello? And I'm like, damn, man, the hate for this. You're the Kentucky they fired. They fired Gangarello in November, man. They didn't even wait till December. They was like, goodbye. So I'm wondering, like, how much of influence he really had so much in college. It's like, I can't work with this guy. But, you know, it's just – it's not like the Niners were working with Trey. It all started really because of 2021 when they didn't just say – hand them the keys i mean i guess they were kind of justified in a way because they did go as far as the nfc championship game it's great that's the only way that they can hold on to but in terms of big picture it's like you guys kind of like screwed the pooch on this one rather than having him Trey lance work on the side throughout the season you just had him run your scout team quarterback so instead of that's him not, developing into yeah. the guy you wanted you're developing him week by week into the player you wanted him now everything that's is short true. term that's the true. starting of Garoppolo that's true for the season that's was short point. term and having yep. him scout team every week was short term. Like, yeah. <laughs> at, yeah. at least if you're going to have Jimmy now you're emulating other quarterbacks. That doesn't help you be who you need to be. That's a really good point. It's a great it's, point, it man. Just, it just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. Like everything was handled, so that's why I never understand like the over criticism trade. One more like, thing. yeah, he has faults, and yeah, but it's because who's working with him? Who's doing that? Also, one he more thing. Recently, the Niners have said like, you know. You know, we kind of hope that he develops into a Jalen Hurts type, but he's not exactly the athlete. Like this is what Albert Breer said, right? We kind of hope he has that Jalen Hurts uh, trajectory, God. but he's not exactly the athlete we thought. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Jalen Hurts didn't turn into Jalen Hurts because the Eagles hoped he would. They developed him. They stuck by him when he was struggling. They had the long view. They committed to the process. They had coaches who could develop quarterbacks. The Niners over here hoping and praying, wishing. Are you kidding? Well, that means that Trey Lance is never going to work out here. Mm-hmm. Sorry. They took a so guy yeah, who Trey? looked like a glorified running back in Jalen Hurts. I thought I, I remember I used to say, like, no, Lamar Jackson slander was was way too much. But Hurts, though, I was like, Yeah, Hurts might be a running back. Cause in Oklahoma, it was like all this guy does is run it. He runs 20 times a game and throws 15 times a game. My God, you're watching this, not even just the Super Bowl all season long, but especially on the Super Bowl and the grandest stage, all the pressure on him. The guy is just throwing dimes and bombs all day. I'm like, God damn, he could have been MVP. And and go back to look at his trajectory. Okay, so so um I, we saw he played the Niners three times in the last three years. In 2021, 2020, he was the backup. Okay. He came in and was doing like jet sweeps and end arounds as a gadget player with Carson Wentz as the quarterback. That's where he started. I'm thinking this yep. guy is trash. Yep. That's how they're using him. Then the next year, he's a starter and is okay. I mean, he, they scored like 11 points and lose to the 49ers. He has some nice plays, but he doesn't look like an MVP candidate. Then in year three, he's a freaking MVP candidate. Wow, that's really a testament to the Eagles. Yeah, that's, that's how you can develop a quarterback if you do it right. Niners over here hoping and praying. The hoping and right, praying method. Because right now it just feels like Trey Lance is just developing himself. You know, Quincy Avery, whatever else he has. And it's like, God damn, it's pretty much... Like I don't, is Kyle even? Kyle's not developing him. Like I, the comment you just said, like three minutes ago, it's like it's like it's like Kyle. Do you even want to develop this guy? It's like I don't. Kyle think he wants doesn't to develop, develop quarterbacks. 
Kyle doesn't develop quarterbacks. What Kyle? What is, what, this is why. This is why he, he loves Brock. Who Neither does Brian Greasy. This is why they love Brock because Brock came into the league with all the basics down. He can do. He can get in and out of the huddle. He can get under center. He can call the play. He can hand it off. He can throw all the short passes. All the basics that should be easy to teach that Kyle doesn't teach. Brock has down. Trey still needs to learn the basics. Who's going to teach him? No one on the 49ers. Well, he's in trouble. He could learn in, in Philly. Sorry, Trey. Because so the key thing with Trey is time. And that's something Kyle Shannon never has. The, never has doesn't have that in his arsenal. He doesn't have the patience for young players, defense, offense, no. special teams, coaches. And he doesn't have the patience. He doesn't want because the same, all those little, all those little intricacies you just mentioned, the little things that he's like, dude, this is something college people should be teaching him, not me. Right. Exactly. Too, like that's that's time intensive. I'm over here trying to add new wrinkles to my playbook. You want me to cheat this guy? Exactly. Exactly. Wanna... And there's two types of coaches. To me, most coaches are teachers at heart. Kyle is not a teacher at heart. Kyle is a scheme guy. He's all about his plays and his designs and his patterns and his X's and O's. So when it comes to like actually player growth, man, that's something. That's someone else's job. And the Niners have some good position coaches who do it really well. Linebacker. They've been doing it for you. Brian Greasy. I'm sure he did a good job with, with uh, Brock Purdy and telling him, like, showing him, like, how to, what to expect, like, the, the pressures of being an NFL quarterback. But in terms of fundamentals, but Purdy had that down before he got here. And any quarterback that Kyle Shanahan coaches is going to have to be that way because Kyle and his staff have nothing to offer a quarterback in terms of mechanics, fundamentals, nothing. Monsatore says Kyle will not vocally support Trey because he wants people to believe he's limited. He treats everything like it's his offense. He's secretive and wants to catch people off guard and knowing C minus coach. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna throw Brian Greasy into that loop yet because he barely got his hands on Trey Lance. Maybe, maybe if it was like, like I said, he got injured by the time Jimmy Garoppolo got injured and he played that many games. What was it like? Like 10 games at that point? Then I've been like, okay, yeah, what the hell is Greasy doing? What is he doing? Like you had 10 games, we should have seen some type of jump. Whether it was like ten percent, twenty percent, but I'm not. I, I'm 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 all for the Kyle Center. I'm like, oh, you know what, Greasy, because you know what, with Grapple, he looked a little, he looked actually better than Purdy. Greasy might be yeah. the guy who's doing all the work, the heavy lifting. But hold on, to to Monsa's point, I think it's interesting. You have someone like Andy Reid or other coaches who are like, man, my my quarterback is super quick. Harbaugh was like that. My quarterback is a super quarterback and he's a cape. That's what Reid is like, always boosting him up with Kyle. Kind of seems like he wants people to think that he is overcoming his quarterback's limitations. Like, look, I'm going to keep it real. He's Deese, but he ain't that great. And I'm overcoming and I'm making him look better than he is. And I'm the star here. I do. He doesn't come out and say it explicitly like that, but I do think that's the way he likes it. And it's the way it is. That's the way I see it. Chance Pot says, Yeah, Grant, could I send you a Jordan Mason jersey? I know you want one. Did you Can hear you John Lynch say? Customizing it? I don't know. I think you have to customize it. No chance. You get it for yourself, though. Rock it. I'm not a Niner fan. I could never wear it. But he wears a tattoo. Did you hear yesterday? Yesterday, someone was, he, Lynch was asked about Christian McCaffrey. He's like, oh, man, we got plenty of depth. We got Elijah Mitchell. We got Ty Davis Price. And we got Jordan Mason behind him. I was like, what do you mean you got Jordan Mason behind Ty Davis Price? Are you kidding? Ty Davis Price isn't going to make the team this year. TDPD even got less carries than Jordan Mason did all year. Hot take. Touchdowns. TD, hot take. TDP's getting cut. Sorry, TDP. Unless Elijah Mitchell gets hurt and missed all the training camp. You're getting, you're getting cut. They're, no, they're not cutting for that. Four? Five? Four. Okay, four. One of them will they can put him on that. But then they're going to have to carry through quarterback. Damn. Yeah, yeah someone's going to Some of the fats going to have to get trimmed. The chef says Trey Lance will take 2023 by storm. McCaffrey equals key. <clears throat> it's interesting, man. That's a good point. That, that, that McCaffrey-Trey Lance uh, thing, the run game, I just want to see what the Niners' run game could be like with Trey Lance as a decoy, where he's not running. It. I bet you it could be too. a lot like that's it could not, be as good as of, Philly or Chicago. That's a lot yeah. of moving pieces now you can mess with and just to do a lot of trickeration. That's like it can almost just like play play. With, it's almost like playing with your food now with the defense. It's just going to be a lot of a lot of a lot of trickery. Edgardo says this team is not a win now. Uh, they are limited by Kyle, like his father ego. Too many holes on the squad. Well, we got free agency coming up in two weeks. Let's see what they do. Uh, Last Second Sports gets a free comment because he's on the show. It says, Lance checks all the boxes physically and mentally. He just doesn't check the experience box. Making sweep, sweeping statements on a kid like that as if he can't be the future is naive. I agree. And again, people are saying, I really would like him to be the next Jalen Hurts. Go back and look at Jalen Hurts' first four starts. Compare him to Lance's. Lance's numbers are better. you got to be patient with it. And we were saying uh, Jamarcus Russell. Dude, Jamarcus Russell got to start. 25 games in the NFL. Because we don't okay? blame that on the Raiders, right? We don't blame it on the Raiders. I mean, for drafting him, yeah, but like 
we don't drop blame him for developing him. It's clear that he was bust. Like he got to start 25 games. Ryan Leaf got to start 20 plus games. You got you can't say anything about a quarterback after four games. They didn't even come in a row. They were so they were essentially with a different team every time. He's only played one game with George Kittle, won that game, never played a game with Christian McCaffrey. Meanwhile, Brock Purdy was playing with a full house most of the time. Mm-hmm. The one guy he didn't have for a while was Debo Samuel, and that was almost didn't matter last year. Monsatore says Greasy sucks with mechanics too. Grant was better. <laughs> I just want to say that I pointed it out with Trey, the, the left leg lock, and everyone was like, you know what you're talking about? And then there was a bunch of articles like, that was the exact issue with Jalen Hurts. Thank you. All right, moving on. The front leg lock, locking out your front leg too much, uh, oh too, too quickly when you pass. All right. Should the 49ers have drafted Justin Fields instead of Trey Lance? I asked this because Kyle Shanahan was on the record saying they never considered Justin Fields. It was down to Mac Jones and Trey Lance. Uh, I consider Justin Fields better than Mac Jones. I don't think Mac Jones should have ever been in that consideration. He's not a leader. He's not mature. He's not a mo- he's not mo- he's not that good. Anyway, but Justin Fields was never in consideration. And um what made me think of this was and the post in the post in the press conference right after the season, when asked about the injuries, Kyle was real defensive. He was like, Well, with Trey, he's a dual threat quarterback. He got injured running. What do you want from me? Well, I asked Kyle Shanahan about that in 2021, midseason, like Hey, man, your offense isn't really clicking. You got Jimmy, you got Trey, you got two different styles of quarterbacks. Is that really the issue right here? And Kyle essentially said, you know, um, I can't find it. (laughs) He essentially said, look, uh, I don't look at Trey Lance as a dual threat quarterback. You know, the the reason I like Trey Lance so much is I – he can add things, but I don't have to change my offense for him. That's what he said in October of 2021. Then we saw the offense in 2022 was totally different. So – if that's what they wanted to do, if they wanted to have like a dual threat, 11-on-11 Philadelphia Eagles-style offense, should they have taken Justin Fields? <clears throat> um, I, Yeah, Justin Fields is the guy I thought they should have taken like right then and there just because, again, like alluding to what I said earlier, it, I was so surprised that Lance was in the mix. I remember writing articles like saying like the quarterbacks that should go after is Justin Fields and Trey Lance. They're both, you know, the physical gifts and all that such and that. Not go after limitations of Mac Jones, yada, yada, yada. But yeah. the only reason I mentioned Trey Lance is because the Niners were linked to him. And I was like, really? They're going to be the guy who only played like this many games? Like to me, that's always my apprehension. Like if I'm like looking at a prospect or something like that, that's not the way I do it. I was like, you know what? He hasn't played enough. There's not enough. Because I'm always a sample size guy. Which is why I'm not going to write off Trey Lance even now. It's like it's like, dude, he's only played like two games, three games. I don't even know if I count that. Let him get a stretch of games and let's see what's up then. Um, I'm more like, like, let's see more of it. Let's see more of an example. Let's see more. Let's let's get something that we can actually like say something off and not jump the gun or write him off or write anyone off. So yeah, I think they should have went Fields instead because at least at this point, you would have had a dynamic runner. You had a guy you could have called running plays for and someone who could have who could have went off script um the passing still would have been an issue a little bit i mean you know you have the G- gm of the bears talking about like <laughs> what does is, what is justin fields have to work on better than austin he's like passing I'm like damn <laughs> that's 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 a real great indictment on your quarterback right there passing but I, I think i think at that point it probably would have been better for him because he would have had more weapons with the 49ers kyle shannon could have like had a lot of wide open throws that justin fields isn't necessarily getting so yeah, I'm, I'm really surprised. Like he still, it never really seemed too clear to me what was wrong with them. Whether there was the processing or the staying in the pocket, because I think that's one thing. Like Fields doesn't stay in the pocket enough. Um, but then again, is it because he's in Chicago and that offensive line is really like you know? So it's like it's always like you know. I I, I do think he should have been the guy. I do think so. I just don't understand. I mean, the Niners have changed their story so much. Like what they said at the time was, well, we don't want him. We don't want a dual threat quarterback. We want to develop Trey the right way. We think he can be a traditional quarterback. That's why we're not going to play him right away. And then year two, they don't play him right. They, they don't play him in their traditional offense. They have him running basically the Chicago Bears offense or or the Philly uh, the Eagles offense, and he gets hurt. And then to, to justify it, he's like, well, it's, he's a dual threat quarterback. That's so how I have to use him. Man, that's not what you said when you took him. And if that's what you wanted, if and now they're saying we, we really hoped he would be the next Jalen Hurts, but he's not the athlete we thought it we thought he'd be. Well, Justin Fields might be the best athlete in the league. I mean, that's yeah. the best athlete at quarterback I've ever seen. So if you were looking for an athlete to be Jalen Hurts, I mean, man, you got that wrong. You got that wrong. If there's someone who's going to be the next Jalen Hurts, it's Justin Fields. So if that's what they wanted, yeah, they should have taken Justin Fields. If they wanted to tra- to uh, develop a traditional quarterback, then yeah, Trey Lance was the right guy. But they botched it, and now they're changing their tune. Like, actually, we didn't do it wrong. This is how you 
what? You had to sit him a year to be a dual threat quarterback, huh? That's wild. I always thought the it. idea of Trey, Trey Lance was like, we want him for the big arm, the processing, and he actually yep. showed that the guy can work. And we want to develop him the right way. Uh-huh. That's running him up the middle. Here's the quote I got. This is October mm-hmm. 20, 2021. I don't think um, – that's one reason I really like Trey. I don't think you have to do a totally different offense. I think Trey can add a lot to your offense, and you can do a lot of different things that you might not be able to do with a guy who doesn't have the athletic ability in terms of running like Trey does, but you don't have to do a whole new offense. And then he ran a whole new offense in 2022. Kyle, get your story straight. I – yeah, look, I I think I'm like the end. I'm like the I'm so opposite of Kyle Shanahan, where I do actually have time and patience. He this this is where I talk about the sample size thing. It's like I think what will happen is they realize like wow, like 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 what Albert Rear said, he's not the runner that we thought he was going to be. We thought he could be a little bit better. Not necessarily that was the offense. I mean, not, excuse me, not the runner. It was he's not as accurate as we thought he was as a passer, and they probably they probably made that judgment after like 50 passes or something like that. Rather than just like, how do you misjudge someone's athleticism, man? There are tests for that. Maybe, how do you maybe, misjudge no, no. that? I'm, <laughs> I'm. more so like when they when they drafted him, like they 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 probably thought he'd be a better passer, and once they realized that wasn't it, that's when they start to switching over to shoot. I don't have time to develop him with that. He's going to have to learn the fly. And we'll just or or right. maybe they thought that that year on the bench would develop him more as a passer. And to your point, running scout team doesn't necessarily do that, and so they're like, damn, we wasted a year. What do we do? Okay, we'll run him. Yeah, it's like, no, dude, because he's just like, he's, yeah, that, that's stupid because he's thinking about other things like trying to give him his team the best look because he's a team right. first guy. That's all Trey Lance has ever been this whole damn time. Right. So no okay, you need, to be, you need me to be uh, Taylor Heineke this week? I'll be Taylor Heineke. You need me to be freaking Carson Wentz? It's like, okay, but what about the time? There's a lot of rewiring to- going on in his head. A lot. A lot. And that's one thing as humans, it takes a lot to make change, make growth. Yeah. And it takes real concerted effort. And this guy, and this guy doesn't even have reps time. being himself yet. And now he has more risk being someone else. Yeah. So, so look, I, I'm not saying the Niners should have drafted Justin Fields, but now all of a sudden with the plan they're saying and the vision they have, all of a sudden it's like, well, okay, well, that's Justin Fields. And if you wanted the athlete and you wanted 11 on 11, that's clearly Justin Fields. You told us you were developing this guy into be like John Elway 2.0. Hey, man, your dad didn't run John Elway between the tackles. What's going on, dog? Right? John Elway's a scrambler. What are you doing? You know? Wonder now, actually, now I think about it, if the Niners are not making like the same mistake twice, they drafted Trey based off a huge projection off a limited sample size. Now they're handing the keys to Brock Purdy, presumably after a small sample size. Not the same with Jimmy. This is the NFL, and he did it on he did it on a playoff Ooh. roster all the way up to this NFC Championship game, which is why I always say like it's not the same as Jimmy. Jimmy did it on a team that no one cared about, overlooked, and they were doing it against poor opponents. Brock did it when with all the weight on the pressure of a it's playoff true. team and actually was pushing, so that gets weighted yeah. way more better. Jimmy was way more fool's gold than Brock Purdy is. At least Brock Purdy has the benefit of the doubt of he's cheaper. You don't have to sign him for a while. And of ideally that Also, they were cool. kicking hell they were kicking hell of field goals in those wins with Jimmy Garoppolo. They weren't scoring 35 points a game. Like they did in that one game against Jacksonville. Dude's that one <laughs> game against Jacksonville that got Jimmy paid. Everyone thought Jacksonville was the truth that year. They were flashing the pan. The Niners eviscerated him. And everyone's like, wow, there you go. And that people were really saying, like, you know, if the Niners were in the playoffs, they would run the table. Like, no. They wouldn't, but they said that Garoppolo that year as a, as a person in the desert with water syndrome, I got to figure out a way to say that. It's like, it's like Niner fans went years, especially that season, but for years of blacking without a good quarterback, you know, pretty much since 2013 when cap really started to decline. And it's like, man, I need any, anything, but that's Brock right now. So you get a a small little, we're not even talking good, clean water. uh, Britta. We're talking. We're talking arrowhead, disgusting water that Niner fans got, which is Jimmy Garoppolo. They drank it and realized, like, this is actually not bad. And it's like, no, no, that water is bad. You've just been in the desert for so long and you're parched. So that's why you think this is good. You're, you're, you're fool's gold. You're seeing a mirage right now with Jimmy. And that's exactly what he was. He was a mirage. He wasn't that great of a quarterback. He wasn't a good quarterback. Yeah, stretches, no, my- sure. But that's not enough. I can't wait to see where he goes next. Monsatore says Trey was the right pick. Kyle was the wrong coach. Yikes. Yep. They just a terrible fit, man. Test a terrible it's funny fit. Why did you say that? Because it, this is the team where a young quarterback should thrive in. Yeah, you know, but Kyle's not a quarterback line, developer. Coach, plenty of weapons. Like this was the case I was making of. So, I think all of us were making me new about twenty twenty one. Start him now because it's like 
no quarterbacks gone to the playoffs or Super Bowl, whatever. It's like, yeah, but no quarterbacks been drafted top five to a team who was playoff oriented. The reason why reason why the 49ers were top five in the first place is 80% of the team was on the shelf. <laughs> Montessori says, can't wait for Cone Phone. I'm gonna talk about was gonna talk about this. I was gonna do one today at noon if you're around. Let's do one today at noon. In, which means in an hour and 15. Official BNA Music 88 says, Purdy got a real offense. Trey got decoy Samuel. <laughs> yep. Lamont 70, uh, 757 says, only if Debo didn't fumble first game. If you look at Trey Lance highlights, it's lots of passes over 20 yards. Guy can't be whack. Trey Lance's skill is uh, the way he steps up in a pocket, eyes downfield. I agree. I agree. But it, they, the Niners keep trying to use him in a way that they shouldn't. And it's crushing his career on the upside long snapper and first and Jawan tied up yeah that's all they needed was to lock up Tabor Pepper and Jawan Jennings gotta Super love the Niners. Ball, baby <laughs> of your Skangarello drills was developing lol good point exactly. good point look what he did to Will Levis we should interview coach Kittle about Trey oh my goodness yeah that's a good point all right so um vet quarterbacks are getting cut left and right so far it's been Carson Wentz and Marcus Mariota uh those guys are fringe starters at this point in their career there's one guy that people are looking at in tennessee hasn't been cut yet ryan Tannehill. um hasn't had the last good hasn't really played super well the last couple years hasn't really had weapons either uh do you think he would be the best of the rejects out there and do you think the niners could make some noise with ryan Tannehill? let me grab my mic close up because i want you to hear me no. No. If you can't hear that, let me spell it for you. N-O, no. Hell nah. No thanks. Why? Give me a reason. Give me five reasons. I never believed he was that good of a quarterback. I remember I used to see like um, a group of Twitter people just like, like what they call them? Like, like, just literally, like literally was a club of saying like, he's he's a top 10 quarterback. And it's like, yeah, maybe by default because it's injured quarterbacks. But like, no, don't. <laughs> No, that, that Tannehill is long gone. That was three, four years ago, Tannehill, where he actually had a decent stretch for two years. But no, he's not that good. His body's breaking down. Um, mm. he look, I think time. I, I well, used to read something, um, articles about Tannehill, maybe something with Vrabel about Tannehill. Oh, the way he handled with Malik Jones this year. Malik Willis, it's true. Though. Malik Willis, he didn't want to be the, uh, the, the yeah, he said that, right? I don't want to be the thing, and it's like, like, dude, who And are then you? Jimmy was like, I'll do it. And was like, oh, Jimmy, he's such a great guy. He's not Ryan Tannehill. It's true. On the surface, Jimmy was, that we think. Mm -hmm. But still, I mean, look, honestly, I didn't really give Tannehill too much of a grip for that because I'm like, he's being authentic at least, and I always appreciate someone doing that, being real about it. But either way, regardless, that's that's, that's besides the point. No, what does he do? He can't move. Um, he, Everything is points, arrow. Downwards. I mean, I can I, not can I argue anything. real quick? Can I just say one thing? No, can I just say one thing. He's better than Jimmy. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Yes, I would say so. Now, what is that? That's not saying much. That's a low bar. I'm gonna say, yeah, but then again, even if you were, if you even if I say you're right, like, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? That's a low bar. There's a there's a bar in downtown Oakland called Low Bar, and I think they should just change their name to the Jimmy Garoppolo. No, because then Oakland fans who are Raider fans are never going to want to go there. That's true. Uh, look, man, I, uh, Ryan Tannehill isn't great, but I feel like, you know, neither is Brock Purdy. I'm sorry. I'm but, like, you put, you put competent quarterbacks on this team. Look at Jimmy. Jimmy's barely competent at the position. And if people are talking about giving him $40 million a year, like, I don't know. How much do you think he would cost if he gets cut? I think he'd probably be in demand. People see him as a top 12 quarterback, don't they? Do they? I don't know if they do. He's better than Wentz, though. I don't. The thing is, I don't think he, if he gets signed somewhere, they're not signing him to start him, are they? His best chance is to no. Tennessee. They're signing him to be a mentor to Trey Lance. Oh God, yeah, I'm sure he'll be good for that. Yeah, right. Jesus, um, I just want. Hey, but no, wait, but, but there's there's a scheme fit. You know, he played in the play action thing with Arthur Smith. I mean, blah, 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 blah. there's that. I feel blah, like blah, the play blah, action is a little overrated. Is it? How much they don't even take white? shots anymore. Like the last two years, I mean, even with Purdy, which felt perfect. I mean, I think I, I you know, I think it felt like I got spiked up more with him, especially after Garoppolo. Yeah. But still, it's yeah. like, you know, what? but then he just turned into, into a checkdown machine anyway. The one play action uh, pass they tried in Philly didn't go so well. Did it go so well? Yeah, yeah. What happened again? His elbow. He hurt his elbow. It's different than a, than a pitcher's one, apparently. It's no, I mean, come on, look. Other other quarterbacks, there's a bunch of other veteran quarterbacks who would cost less than are better than him, better options. I'd rather go after eh, – I'm reluctant to say Mariota, but I'd rather go after Mariota too. I like Mariota. I like his I like his mobility. Um, Manny Fresh says Cooper Rush. 
I said backup because he played those few games without those. He wasn't Dak. that great though, but he's a little Brock Purdy esque. I like Tyler Tyler Taylor Tyler Taylor Taylor Tyler Taylor Taylor Taylor. Which it's one of those two. I think it's Taylor. Yeah, I think it's Taylor Taylor Heineken. I call him Heineken. Heineken. I I, I think he's going to the Raiders because he's always worked with Scott Turner, who just went to the Raiders, and I feel like that's his favorite backup quarterback. But I could be wrong about that. Who uh, Tannehill or Heineken? Heineken. I keep coming back to Carson Wentz and Mariota. I know Carson Wentz is is done, but man, he always plays well against the Niners. He even played well against the Niners this year. Why is that? I don't know. What? But no, he's not what he used to be. His injuries have really hurt him. I guess Mariota too. But I think those guys are better than whoever the they're going to sign. Nate's they're going to sign Nick Mullins. Bet you. Forget it's Ryan Tannehill. They're going to sign Nick Mullins. Talk about talk about quarterbacks with bad elbows. Maybe C.J. Beathard instead. Lamonte757 says, uh, you've yeah, seen Trey right. all offseason. How did he look against the Vikings? And also, most practices did look based on what you saw. Could he beat Brock out? Um, yeah, I think he could. I mean, what people don't remember is he was going, he was playing with like a bunch of backups during the practices against the Niners' number one defense. It was tough. Jimmy didn't play. Brock was against the third stringers. So the year before, when Jimmy was in camp, he had an awful camp going against that defense. So it's a tough defense to practice against. And I think when Jimmy was over there throwing, you know, a pick a day in practice in 2021, everyone's like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. But when Trey would have one bad day, people would be like, oh, my God, he's not ready. It's like, man, this is what happens to quarterbacks in Niners training camp because the offense isn't ready. A lot of guys are out, Debo, Trent Williams, and that defense is ready to go. That defense is on the quest for six. They have something to prove on defense, whereas the Niners don't seem to on offense. All right, moving on. Should the Niners ex- – hold on. Yes. Should the Niners extend Nick Bosa a sapolis? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think – look, <laughs> yeah, they should. They should. And I know they set that precedent about like, you know, late July, August, right before training camp starts or right when training camp starts. Um, it's, I think that they're going to still do that. I'm pretty sure – I'm like, not. yeah, they're going to do that again. But it would be good to actually make an exception this time. And if anyone cries or complains, be like, it's Nick freaking Bosa, man. He's the, our best player, if not second or third best player on the team. Like, what are you talking about? Of course, we're going to make an exception for him. Debo. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. I think he is the one exception you make because his cost is only going to go up because you're going to wait that long. And he's the one contract that's going to cost the most out of all your extensions you've done the last four years. I mean, for number one, you got free agency, right? I mean, there's no prominent edge rushing free agents out there who are, who hit the market because typically, if you have a good for, uh, pass rusher, you don't let them hit a free agent market. Right, right. There's always a random team that just is like, wow, you gave this like mid this B minus type player a a a material. So if you're boasting his agent, yeah, we we can double that. We can double that. We're also you know it, it, there are other people who are up for extensions too. If they get that's big ones, one before, yeah, go up to that's next. the one. You have Brian Burns, you have Christian Wilkins, there the Dolphins. Go. I think there's someone there else. Go. Brian Burns, Brian Burns, sciences yeah. too. and uh, there's someone else, but yeah, Brian Burns, Josh Christian Allen, top. Um, yes, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, who's the last one? I just said Josh Allen. Oh, yeah, those are the ones who I said the Niners should draft over Bosa. I was wrong, but he's really good though. So it's like those guys are gonna get hit first, and again, you're Bosa, and like just you just keep stacking the chips, you just keep stacking, like all right, that's that's easy for me. So for him, he has no reason to you know make an outcry like Debo did last year because number one, he knows he's gonna get paid. And he mm-hmm. knows who's him to wait. And mm-hmm. he's no and number three, he knows he's not gonna get injured because he doesn't hang around the 49ers in offseason. So yeah, the longer knows- it goes, the more it plays into his favor, doesn't it? So so, 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 and so this is the, the night, this is how we do business. And it seems like they think they they uh wear a guy down and they get a more team friendly deal by making him uh nervous. Man, yeah, Bosa's right. not nervous, so that's not gonna work. It seems like they should lock it's this up. A lot for that. Yeah, and plus he has I mean, he missed that one season, but pretty much every, he just won Defensive Player of the Year. He's going to get $35 million a year. He's going to be the highest paid non-quarterback in the league. That's just the way it is. That's that's easy money. And you don't, you don't question it. It's like, yeah, dude. He's you just pay it. You just pay part. it. You pay Trent Williams. You pay. And honestly, it, the thing is, if you have Nick Bosa, you have Trent Williams, you have Chris Forster, you have Chris Kasarik, you should be able to draft and develop defensive linemen who are cheap and young as long as you do it. Like, I mean, we'll see what happens with Drake Jackson, but I'm I'm thinking Chris Kasarik can handle that, make him good, 
Thank just you. get it more powerful. That's it. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. another benefit of getting it too is free agency. Because remember last year we were just we we're all freaking up in arms, especially you. Where's the big name free agent and stuff like that? Yeah. And it's like you know, part of that's because they're trying to extend deep. They, they got to account for Debo. What the hell's up with Jimmy? And well, Philly passed him though. Philly passed him because they made three or four big moves in, in free agency and made a huge leap. Got the number one seed while the Niners were like, "We're just going to improve our special teams." And yeah. So at least you got that now. You get more. You get a more clear picture of the cap. And I know again remember, because remember last year, he, uh, at this time last year, the scouting combine, John Lynch was like, "Yeah, we have, we have money set aside. We already have that accounted for with uh, Debo Samuel's contract." Da, 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 da. And it's like, "Hey guys." They have it set aside. It's like, yeah, but things changed. There's still DK out there who's going to get his money. There's still AJ Brown who's going to get his money. Because remember, who was the first domino to fall? Was it was it AJ Brown when he got traded first, or was it yeah DK? It went AJ first, then DK, then Debo. Debo was the very last yep. one. And it's I remember like, Christian like, McC- then, Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk got a bunch of money, and Debo lost his money. He got a bunch of money. Yeah, man. So it's like <laughs> it's like you, I mean. You, there's some players you could probably post if you at least like get more clarity and like I, it's all good in theory, right? It's all good in estimation, but again, the same thing. What we're it's like they're doing the same thing with Purdy. It's like great, it's great in theory and estimation, six months, but you don't know what kind of mishap's going to happen. You don't know if he's going to be good next week in July and August, whatever. So isn't it good just at least something you can control? Actually, that is in control for the most part because he could always Nick Bosa could always say I'm going to wait, but wouldn't it be something that you would be more forthcoming and taking the first step towards? So that way your first real improving in the off-season mode of free agency to actually use it when you have clarity? Agree. Uh, Manny Fresh says, no Heineke, no on Heineke. I'm from D.C. seen him play enough. I was not impressed with Taylor Heineke when I saw him. Uh, he got benched against the Niners. I felt like he was just – what he, he does is he, he runs around and he throws – and he checks the ball down. He runs the bar- – but, I mean, that's kind of what Brock Purdy does too, so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> sign <laughs> sign then trade. He's not a game changer. He's not a game changer. No, they were better with freaking Wentz against the Niners. Although Wentz is not ready to – all right. This was – I've been thinking about this one, man. Remember last year when Debo Samuel requested a trade? You think the Niners should have traded him? I mean, <laughs> man, that season last year was terrible. And now it's like this guy's making $24 million. What is Debo Samuel at this point in his career? To me, he's a running back. He's a running back. Like, as a wide receiver, man, I'd rather go to Jawan Jennings, Brandon Ayuk, freaking the tight end, the running back. I would throw to – he's, like, the fifth option to throw to. And when you do throw it to him, it's, like, screen, crosser, um, nothing that actually he has to run a route because he's, like, 10 pounds overweight now, and he's not as quick and agile. Remember, do you see the clips of him at the, at the combine? Man, he looked like a whole different person. Everything you think like- they should have given him what he wanted last year? I don't know. I'm thinking, yeah. I think, um, well, first of all, I remember, I remember when the news broke, we were just about to go live and that was like, perfect. I think that was like one of our like most hit shows. And it was like, God yeah. damn, we picked a good time. <laughs> um, <laughs> Gucci rub or Birdman rub, <laughs> both. Birdman um, yeah. <laughs> but no, at that time, no, you couldn't have traded him. You couldn't have traded him. And I'm still remaining steadfast. Like the point is to draft good players, all pro players, pro bowl players is you're supposed to keep them, draft and keep them. Don't trade them. And look, I think I remember last year, we we're both in agreement, like him, replicating what he did in 2021 into 2022 was never going to happen because that was such a magical unicorn year. It was like, there's no way in hell. That was He set the bar at astronomical level that was always going to be impossible or even a match. But yeah, as 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 high as that was, 2022, he was just like so marginalized. That's why you give him the nickname Decoy Samuel. That's why I said the greatest threat of Debo is the threat of Debo. Just It's literally mm-hmm. just a threat of what he can mm-hmm. do versus just actually when he gets the ball in his hand. Not to say he still can't do damage, but we saw it last year, like, how many highlight plays? Did, we said it last week or two weeks ago. How many highlight plays did he have? We tried naming and we only came up with four or five. Um, injuries did hurt a little bit, right? Some of the games he missed, but uh, but still, he he really was marginalized. Again, maybe it's because of, of Jimmy. But then again, he had Jimmy last year. What was the excuse then? He got figured out. Kyle couldn't figure out how to use him better. Maybe it was Kyle's fault. I mean, I think that's always going to be a, a fault of Kyle's. But no, last year he should not have been traded. And I, I'd, I'd listen if you want to trade him this year, but that's a little rough. But I mean, in retrospect, like, look, he was getting a ton of targets early in the season, leading the league in drops. Halfway through the season, they move him to running back, and he goes on a tear. He has this great, great seat. But essentially, and we talked about it at the time, what made him special was what he was doing at running back. Cut to 2022. All the injuries come back. Uh, that's an issue again. And as a wide receiver, he takes another step back. As a running back, he still averaged about 5.5 yards per carry. I mean, he wasn't ripping off long runs and long touchdowns anymore, but he's still effective as a running back. But he's making $24 million a year, and you have Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell and Jordan Mason. 
dude, are you paying him all this money to play running back and like catch a few screens and stuff? Last year as a wide receiver, he caught 59% of his targets. He wasn't even running routes. He was catching behind the line of scrimmage. The quarterback rating with targeting was 73, man. So I don't know. If you had known that this was going to happen, I'd be like, yeah, let me get that first round. Let me get Garrett Wilson for him. Hell yeah. Let me get Garrett Wilson for him. But now nah, that's that, nah, that's not going to happen. Kind of feels like the way Kyle calls plays for Debo now is almost the same way like a whole batting lineup goes where it's like we're trying to – Debo's our four – as our, as our, is hitting fourth. He's our cleanup home run hitter. So it's like, all right, we went to him the first round, fourth hit, he struck out. Okay, let's let's wait. Let's let's run the cycle back. All right, let's try to go for that home run play again. It, it, that's a, that's how I literally see it. it the way he's patient, because yeah. not like he was really spamming overrunning Debo like that. I mean, he, I think he did in week one, which is kind of crazy to me. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's kind of the way they treat him like that. They space him out. Like he's our pretty much our fourth run, our fourth bat, our fourth hitter in the lineup. And because that's all he is, I think at, at this point, it's either it's either uh, a home a home run or a strikeout with Debo at this point. He missed a month, and the offense didn't miss a freaking beat because you have the running back. You got the number one wide receiver in Ayuk. You got the tight end. Debo Samuel is, I mean, it's a nice weapon. He's definitely a, a, a terrific decoy, and he's a good running back. But, wow, you're paying for that, man. Paying big time for that. And what I wanted to say is you said, you know, you draft people so you can uh, extend them. Not everyone. You can't, you can't extend everyone. And I think the best teams in the, in the salary cap era, the dynasties, the Chiefs, the Patriots, have been pretty ruthless. And they've, they've identified a core of their team, maybe four, five, six players. It's not 10. You know, I mean, how, how many great players did Bill Belichick let go? I mean, even, even uh, freaking uh, Andy Reid, Traverius Ward, good player. Sorry, can't, we can't pay you. Uh, D Ford, great dude. Thank you so much. Can't, gotta go. So I, maybe in retrospect, the Niners, because they had misgivings, right? There was a whole drama about Debo. You know, is he going to be healthy? Is he going to be in shape? No, no. You see where this is trending, man. Anyway, I said they should trade him. I, I, I'm, I'm changing my tune. I mean, I said they should sign him, so I'm changing my tune. But in mm-hmm. retrospect, this is a rough, rough contract. And it seems like they don't need him anymore. As, as soon as they – now, McCaffrey could get hurt. Everything could change. Maybe Debo comes back and carries him next year. But it's not trending that direction this right now. That's what I see. All right, let's go. Let's look into the future. Let's look into the future. Forget the past. The Niners will return to the NFC Championship game if. Uh, if the not if because the NFC is going to stay the same week. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to yeah. same week. The Rams yeah, are pretty much pulling a rebuilding year, which actually it's funny because I remember like weeks ago I was telling my cousins like the Rams will probably be back and be a decent team, and they'll probably. That's be a what I wanted to say too. Is if Stafford's healthy and Cooper Cup's healthy, like <clears throat> they that's. You know what I mean? Like they can compete with any team. But they're getting rid of all these players now, and it's like they're signaling rebuild because they kind of. I think I think they're saying like, do we just got to rebuild and try to be competitive? And they might still make a a team, but I I don't think they'll be like a threatening like how I thought they would have been. You know, if you asked me three weeks ago, and the Cardinals still the best quarterback in the NFC West though until someone else steps up. Is he even going to be available? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Mark. Because remember, this time last year was a huge concern about his elbow. Uh, just, uh, yeah, about this time. Um, the Cardinals already know. Uh, yeah, literally, it's still, it's, it's going to be the Eagles number one, no duh. The Cowboys will still be fierce, although I wonder how they're going to be now with Mike McCarthy as the play caller. And um, Dak, but, is it, Dak's going to Dak it all over. You know, Dak's going to Dak it up. They're still looking they're still, And they still have the defense. They'll still be good because they got Dan Quinn. They got Parsons. Um, That's why they're good because they got Micah Parsons on a rookie deal. He's hell yeah. Yeah, so they'll, 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 still be, they'll still be a contender. For the NFC, for NFC wise, and then yeah, I think everything's laid out for the Niners because I don't see any. Now, unless it's a surprise team that I'm not thinking of. I mean, sure the Vikings will be there, but I think they're still going to be like kind of soft. Maybe they get better defensively, but I still think the Niners are, are still going to be a top three favorite in the NFC, and it's going to be a cakewalk through. They have a good core, you know. No matter who's the quarterback, Trey Lance or Brock Purdy, because I have faith in either one of them that they can still do enough things and maybe even get better as the year prolong- uh, goes on. That they can get to a, like an 11 win record, get there. Um, even if Steve Wilkes does have some drop off from Ryan's, which I do expect. And I think they'll still be a good team that can get as far as NFC championship, just because who's out there. They're going to win the division. The Niners are, there's no way the Cardinals or Seattle or Niners are going to usurp them from that. Not at all. So I think they're going to have a, like, not a cakewalk, but I think, I think it's pretty much going to be an NFC championship back there. Again, it's pretty, I, I feel, I feel pretty confident in that. Yeah. It's like the Niners have questions at quarterback. So do most teams in the NFC, all the best <laughs> quarterbacks in the AFC. The only team that doesn't really have questions at quarterback in the NFC is like Philly, you know, like Detroit, good team. Who's your quarterback? Is it Jared Goff? Are you going to draft a guy? Same with Seattle. Is it Geno Smith? Are you going to draft a guy? Like that's why the Rams, again, if if Safford's healthy and so is Cooper Cup, you're like, well, 
that that's a team that doesn't have questions at quarterback. Wow, they're different than everyone else in the NFC. So um, yeah, that that that's the best thing the Niners have going. Except they do have a very good roster. They do, but with the questions on the offensive line and the quarterback, um, they got to feel very fortunate that a lot of other teams have those questions too in the NFC. Yep, hell yeah. Emphasize right, on the question marks. Let's look at the other side. The Niners will not return to the NFC Championship if or because the other side of the hypothetical. Uh, because they're putting all the chips on the table on players who are injury prone. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brock Purdy, Trey Kittle. Lance, Trey Lance. Kittle. I mean, Trent Williams another year in AIDS. Like you Armstead. Said, like, last week we just know Armstead. Um, that's pretty Kittle. much the core of it. Yeah, that's the core of it. The players. Yeah. George Kittle, although I guess he kind of like he's starting to shrug it off, but still. Nice bounce back here last year, George. Yeah, so there's a lot of players that that's like, hey, this is our core riding with it. And it's like, yeah, the last time you rode with you rode with the core of, inj- of of star players who have injury concerns was 2020, and I feel like we could possibly see the same thing this year. Mm-hmm. And even mm-hmm. uh, because again, you have the injury prone quarterbacks. You know, Brock Purdy, how's he going to fare? Trey Lance, is he going to get hurt again? Given the is the- Brock, I mean, Brock Purdy could miss the season. We don't know. He could miss the whole season. Trey Lance could be the starter. I mean, he's gotten hurt, what, three times in four starts? He could get hurt again. And then it could be Nate Sudfeld playing quarterback all season. <laughs> yeah, they're this close to that happening. They're messing around. So, yeah, and I know Chris McCaffrey, like <clears throat> like, like Lynch said, and I think we, I said last week, but, like, yeah, I get he had his first healthy season in, what, like three, four years. But, like, if any, that, that's exactly why it's like we should view last year as an outlier season. He played, like, an all-pro level healthy like wow also he wasn't 100 healthy he wasn't practicing during the week he Cats. was uh limping around on the on the sideline like they had to manage him and he gutted it out uh for remember for he had knee irritation i was like what the hell is knee irritation yes, he is did he wasn't <laughs> practicing so that's something to watch yeah they that managed him like he was 32 yeah weird but anyways yeah so i think that's another thing and debo samuel again like he's proven like he can't really stay healthy too much um, but even then, it's like how much of a weapon he's going to be, like as well, like we just said a few minutes ago. Um, Kittle, toss-up, you know, is he finally shaking it? Is he looking good? Eric Armstead, plantar fasciitis. Every time I hear that, I mean, we're no doctors, but anytime I've heard that in all the sports world, it's not good. that name, that term, that injury tends to stay with players, especially as especially they, Especially when you hit the 30, like, oh, ooh, okay. Yep, it's true. So that's why he's yep. like a, a player that I think – It's a chronic injury. Yeah. You just don't know if his body's going to break down because he's such a mammoth of a human being. Like he still, he still can perform. It's just, dude, are you going to stay healthy? That's all the question I have with you. But other than that, I mean, yeah, you're putting all your chips on the table of your court of players who have like several injuries throughout their careers of, of recent memory, especially. And they're expensive, man. It'd be interesting to go through yeah, and tally up the cap numbers and just add them up of Kittle, Debo, Trent Williams. That's just another one. Trent Williams. He misses games every year and now he's going to be 35. Armstead. Uh, Frankly, Bosa. I mean, that's what happened in 2020. But and it's been freak stuff with Bosa. I'm not saying he's, but I'm not saying he's not. I don't know. Don't know. So that yeah. would be a big one. Why they won't. Also, 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 there are other, the Niners are perpetually in this, let's keep our team together. Let's run it back. We're the best team. There's not much we can do to improve a team that's already the best. Meanwhile, you got Philly. They don't have that attitude. They have two first-round picks. Detroit, two first-round picks. Seattle, two first-round picks. There's going to be another team in the NFC that takes big strides this year the way Philly did last year, and it's not going to be the Niners. The Niners are trying to stand pat. That's what they do. They might make little little tweaks to their team, but they're not going to change the formula. I mean, what if Detroit gets Anthony Richardson and he balls out? Or, you know what I'm saying? What if one of these teams, Seattle, gets C.J. Stroud or someone and it just works and they have a really good young quarterback and he's better than what the Niners have? Like, that changes things. So that would be another thing. There's some teams that are looking to, like, reload. Not reload, but make a push in the NFC. It's not the Niners. I do anticipate Detroit being a, being a playoff contender next year. But um, yeah, Their I offensive think- line is so good as opposed to what the Niners have. They were so fun last year, especially offensively. Yep. They couldn't play defense to save their life. But no, they couldn't. <laughs> I think uh look, there is a case, and I- I'm gonna sign more of the Niners being closer to the NFC championship game than missing it. But again, there is a case to be made that the 49ers are gonna be worse next year. And it's more than just the players we just mentioned because it's their core. It's literally it's because the fact that the quarterback is such an influx right now. It's such a what the hell are we at with that? With who knows? Who knows? They're weaker have- at the quarterback oh, position this year Ryan. than last year. How much, how much better is, oh, you know, I mean, again, as much as I advocated for Wilkes and thought he was a good hire, it's like, I'm not going to be stupid and say like, he's going to be just like Ryan's like, no, I'm expecting a drop off. I'm expecting a drop off from him. 
And is Dre Greenlaw going to be great again? Like, it's always question marks. I mean, again, the play, I wouldn't bet against Greenlaw. I think he's going to be fine. You know, all these players. But, yeah, this is where this is where it's all at. There's a lot of – True, Green, Greenlaw essentially missed the entire 2021 season, right? I mean, you don't know what you're going to get. Well, he's not exactly an Iron Man. No offense to Dre. He's got something to prove there. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so there's a lot of – there's just a lot of, of, of that. Of, it's pretty much – that's why it's in the favor of them. Because even if they do have some players who get injured, they could still actually, like, work around that and still make a push. Just because of how weak the division is. If this, I mean, division, the conference. If this was AFC, hell no. Nah, first round exit, maybe me even miss the playoffs. But then again, it's, it is it's, it's, it's a price teams like you mentioned, like a Detroit or somewhere else, like you said. It's just interesting that the Niners, like their season was derailed because they weren't strong enough at quarterback. They they weren't deep enough at quarterback. <laughs> and now they're now they're thinner. Now they're weaker at quarterback. The two guys they have are coming off really serious injuries. You got the one guy, you don't know how fast he's going to be. You got the other guy, you don't know what kind of arm he's going to have. Like, that's scary as hell. You're now looking at a situation where you don't know what you're going to have from either one. You don't know if either one's the franchise quarterback. And Jimmy's not coming back. The safety blanket's gone. So, again, yeah, you could have a losing season this year if things go bad. It really could happen. And I... I wonder, like, would, would, would Jed York hold Kyle Shanahan responsible for that? Or, or is Jed just really happy mm-hmm. that everyone, all the Niner fans seem happy right now? I don't know. Because ultimately, it just stands with the quarterback situation. That's the huge, like, exclamation point on it. Because in 2020, I'd say if Jimmy was healthy for, like, five more games, they're probably a playoff contender. Because that's all they needed. They needed, like, some better quarterback play. Even yeah, they would have made the playoffs. Yeah, they would have made the playoffs. Kajon25 says, trade Bosa to Texans for Browns first this year and Texans first next year. Texans could be a top five pick again. That's what they did with Buckner, though. That's what they did with Buckner, though. You got to be careful with that. that. You got to be careful with that. Plus, I don't think Houston would be a... I don't think they're going to be a top five pick next year. I think Ryan. I don't think there's anything wrong with paying the best player at his position. If you really feel he's the best player at his position and it's a premium position, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, the Chiefs were going to sign Trent Williams until the Niners swooped in. Then they went and gave a bunch of money to Orlando Brown. Like, it's important, you know. So I, I think it's a – what you can't do is spend a bunch of money on Eric Armstead and, and act like he's an impact player when he's not. When he's a good player, but not an impact player. Like, Bosa is. So, yeah, unless you feel he's going to tear his ACL again, like, yeah, you got to pay Bosa. You got to pay Trent Williams. You do. You got to have a plan to fill in the gaps with good young players. Sorry. That's it, though. The show is over. And I'm going to do a cone phone at noon in 50 minutes. If you want to talk, you'll be ready. Go it's eat Carter. some lunch now. It's over. It's over. You're done, so much, son. Jose. You're done. See you around. Adios. Peace.